Chapter Twenty Four of the Submarine Boys on Duty. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Submarine Boys on Duty by Victor G. Durham. Chapter Twenty Four. Conclusion. Within three minutes, Arthur Miller stood before the desk at a station house. In less than twenty minutes, Messrs. Farnham and Pollard had been found. They hurried to the police station, confirming the identification of Arthur Miller, and he was locked up. "'It's a big thing you've helped to do, lads,' Jacob Farnham assured the two strong young sailors. "'You're entitled to some of the fruits of your work. How will this do?' Whereupon he pressed upon each jack tar a couple of twenty-dollar bills. "'We've a couple of hours of shore leave left to us,' grinned one of the sailors. "'Is there anyone else you want caught, friend?' By the time that Farnham, Pollard, and Captain Jack had returned to the pier, they found a midshipman awaiting them. "'Admiral Bentley's compliments, gentlemen,' said the midshipman. "'He begs you to go to him aboard the flagship. He has information of importance to communicate to you concerning the missing steward.' "'By the way,' laughed Mr. Farnham contentedly, "'that steward is no longer missing.' We've just had the pleasure of seeing him placed under lock and key, where he'll keep until he's wanted. Will you come aboard the flagship in our launch? asked the midshipman. Yes, thank you, replied Farnham. Thereupon Jack signaled to Hal Hastings aboard the Pollard, which lay to not far off, to return to moorings. Catch your man, yelled Hal through a megaphone. His chum nodded in the affirmative. Toot, 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 sounded the Pollard's auto-whistle in three long triumphant blasts. Arrived at the flagship, the midshipman conducted the visitors at once to the Admiral's office. Did you catch the rascal? asked that fine old officer. Yes, sir, nodded Farnham, and gave a quick brief account of the capture. Captain Benson appears to be your lucky star today, laughed the Admiral. By the way, Captain, I must congratulate you most warmly on that daring magic dive. Your boat surely is in a new class. But now to other interesting business. After you had gone, it occurred to me to make a most thorough investigation into the whole matter of that steward. Your man Miller certainly displayed considerable originality in his attempt to hide from the law. He had been aboard for some time. He plainly realized that about the last place detectives would ever think to look for criminals would be among the crew of a battleship. We always require references for any man we enlist, and always look up the references. I have yet to satisfy myself as to how the fellow Miller managed to get around the matter of references. However, he got aboard, and was all but safe from pursuit. Moreover, this flagship is scheduled to sail for the European station as soon as the maneuvers are over. Miller, I imagine, intended to desert when in European waters. By that time, as police pursuit would have cooled, he must have figured he would be rather safe from the law. I have investigated his doings aboard this boat. Among other things, I have learned that he deposited with our paymaster, taking a receipt for the same, an iron box. A small affair, which the fellow said contained papers regarding the history of his family. He had been years in getting the papers together, he explained to the paymaster, and wanted them put in a place of safekeeping. Jacob Farnham sprang to his feet, a great light of suspicion shining in his eyes. I have had that box taken from the paymaster's safe and forced open, continued Admiral Bentley with a smile. It is a right that we exercise over any package at need. 
It was opened in the presence of three officers of this fleet and it was found to contain probably close to half a million dollars in bills of large denominations the paymaster will be able to give you more exact figures he has the money in his safe again it will be transferred to the custody of civil authorities ashore until the courts have issued an order for its further disposition it's miss desmond's money cried farnum only a little while to wait and then that splendid young woman will come into her own tears glistened in the boat builder's eyes if you think i am unusually affected over this matter explained mr farnum presently let me with your permission sir tell you of the fine brave conduct of the girl in saving captain benson and the submarine boat admiral bentley was greatly interested in the recital that followed in due time the flagship's shore boat carried the three to land again with fingers that shook jacob farnum penned a most exultant telegram to grace desmond that sent they engaged a boatman to put them aboard the pollard and it was now the turn of hal hastings and f summers to share in the excitement and the joy in the days that followed the pollard did not take any official part in the naval maneuvers though whenever there was time for officers to get leave from their ships captain jack and his friends were busy enough showing all the workings of the fine boat to their visitors Admiral Bentley and his naval staff spent one entire forenoon aboard the natty little submarine and they were delighted with all that they were shown Mr. Pollard exclaimed the Admiral just before leaving it is my unofficial opinion from what I have seen today And from what you have already shown at this rendezvous that your boat is miles and miles ahead of any other type of submarine torpedo boat yet constructed I shall undoubtedly also make that the text of the official opinion that I shall furnish to the Navy Department I must also tell you what you already know that in your captain and crew of youngsters You have the best possible material for showing your boat off to the best possible advantage It was with light hearts indeed that the crew and passengers of the Pollard turned her nose toward the home port grant andrews had already been instructed by wire to begin the preliminary work for laying the keel of a sister submarine torpedo boat if dunhaven had turned out well for the launching she did herself more than proud in the wildly cheering crowd that lined the shores on the return of that adventurous little boat which was no longer known as pollard's folly but as pollard's marvel it was a happy day for both inventor and builder the press of the country had been talking for some days of the new era that had dawned in submarine boat building Grace Desmond was among the first to welcome the returning voyagers She had promptly answered Farnham's telegram and that boat builder had subsequently received from her two letters That he did not take the trouble to read fully to his companions as if to celebrate the return of the splendid boat Dunhaven in the persons of two of her constables Captured Josh Owen that same night when he tried to return by stealth to his home And yet the constables did not get their man handcuffed before that same elfin ten-year-old son of Owen's had tried Desperately to fight the officers into letting his father go Arthur Miller was placed on trial and pleaded guilty and Grace Desmond's claim was established to the money found in the iron box aboard the flagship she tried hard to make Jack and Hal and F accept a handsome reward, but all three boys steadfastly refused her offer. Jacob Farnham, in his own quiet way, was a bit more successful, however, and started for each of them 
a very substantial little bank account one day shortly after the return of the submarine boys to dunhaven while the hammers of the riveters were ringing out merrily on the hull of the second pollard boat jacob farnum sent for captain jack benson and his friends i want to talk business with you said the builder motioning to the chairs you've been working for me for a sort of pay but now i want to make a definite and regular arrangement with you i'm willing to provide your keep aboard the boat and furnish your uniforms in addition i am willing to pay captain benson a hundred and fifty dollars a month and hastings and summers each a hundred that offer brought the three boys to their feet it, it it's too much jack managed to gasp first time i ever had an employee tell me he was being paid too much laughed the builder now see here young men pollard and i are going to make fortunes out of building these boats huge fortunes we believe and we want to attract loyal young men to us by paying them at least fair wages think it over and you'll soon agree you're not being paid too much what could the young men do but accept the wonderful good fortune that was offered them then farnum laughing rose and opened a nearby door and there stood grace desmond smiling captain announced the builder as he took one of the girl's hands in his own i shall want you to decorate the pollard handsomely next thursday on that day miss desmond will become mrs farnum captain and crew of the pollard we shall look for you to be at the wedding and wearing new uniforms that have already been especially ordered for the occasion what could the young men do but congratulate the happy couple and they did it most heartily end of chapter twenty four and end of the submarine boys on duty by victor g durham